Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Shay Ryan Douglas from the Earth Heroes TV platform and today I'm joined with Simone Millicis who's coming from Southeast Queensland, joining me from the beautiful rainy coast at the moment. Usually this place is the Sunshine Coast, but at the moment it's a little bit wet and rainy, so we're adjusting and staying warm. But I just wanted to in- introduce Simone quickly. She's, um, for those who aren't aware of the amazing work that she's done in the world around access consciousness, she's also created her own modality and um, shares on uh, creationships, which is what we're going to be touching on today, the power of choosing your relationships and your partner um, from a conscious place, someone who's found herself in quite a lot, significant amount of debt, but has found joy in her business is one of her books, finding joy in her business to be able to get herself out of debt and, you know, be an innovative leader in that space. So I'm really excited to explore that entrepreneurial journey and unpacking conscious business with her um, and, you know, as a, as a really beautiful speaker and author, Simone has been, as she would say, a self-confessed compulsive creator, which I love, you know, this, this spirit of creation that is just beaming through the life of Simone. It's a really exciting conversation. I'm really um, honored to have you uh, as a guest and um, want to thank you for your time, of course. So thanks for joining me, Simone. Thank you for having me here, Shay. It's a pleasure. As so you said, of... yeah, Sunshine Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The... Coast. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a rainy coast at the moment, it feels like this year. Um, but after the conversation with um, Gary Douglas and, and Dr. Dane Hare, they recommended that I get in touch with yourself, um, who's based in the same region as me. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I know you got your own podcast, um, Choice, Change and Action, where you do weekly conversations. But... I really want to um, just open up the chat by sharing uh, or, or hearing from you, um, particularly around your journey and maybe what was a catalyst for, it seems access consciousness has played a role in your development. I'd be um, curious to hear the story on what really catapulted you into this this path that you're on right now and sharing what you share. Well, okay. I mean, there's, you know, a big story, long story, et cetera, but I'll, I'll try and cut it down is, um, for as long as I can remember, Shay, I desired to have something different in life. I sort of, I looked around at the world, looked around at what people were choosing and was like, this is insane. There's got to be something different. There's got to be something greater, you know, the trauma and drama and all of that. And it didn't match the energy of what I knew was possible. And also what didn't match the energy was normal, you know, like people, you know, it's like you're at high school. What are you going to do when you leave school? You know, then what are you going to do? Are you going to get married? Are you going to have kids? Do you get that dog? Like, when I was just like, Mah! like, you know, I wanted to tear my hair out. So I, I, I know I was different from a really young age and sort of started looking at, you know, okay, so what else is possible? What else is, is around the world? So 
when I was 19, I, I left home and I and I went overseas and I traveled. I told everyone I was going for six months and I ended up traveling for three years and just discovering the world and having meeting some amazing people and having a lot of fun and and being that. But throughout that time, I still had this like everywhere I went, I was like, no one seems happy. You know, it didn't matter if I met people who had a lot of money or people who were poor or the religion that they chose, the colour of their skin, and, and none of that. I was like, where's the happiness? You know, where is that that joy that I know is actually possible? So I started writing this whole, when I was living in London, I started writing this whole piece out on vulnerability. And my point of view was like, well, what if people could be more vulnerable with each other when they meet? It's sort of, you know, instead of like this, these walls and these judgments that, that everyone holds in place, what if we had this place where, you know, like a little kid, you know, when a little kid sees another kid and they're like, hi, and they don't even care where you're from, what your name is, do you smell, whatever. They're just like, hi, will you play with me? You know, that energy. And so I was very much like, what do I create to, to make that possible in the world? And for me, as you mentioned, um, Joy Business is one of the first books that I wrote and it, it it's always been a pleasure for me, business. I've always found it really joyful, mainly because I think that anything that you can choose as a business can be so malleable and you can create it out there in the world and you can you can actually get out there in the world what it is you want through business. So for me, that's why I love Joy Business. So, but, you know, in all of that, there were so many hiccups and so many, you know, things that I chose that probably weren't the best choices. like. I like to say I've lived a colourful life and, you know, all the books I've written, everything I do is access consciousness tools. I know you mentioned my own modality, but it's not. It's actually access consciousness. It's just called Relationships Done Different. It's it's through access. And when I met um, Gary Douglas, the founder who you've had on the show and, and Dane, uh, I, was, I was not happy, I'm going to say, and... I had a business at the time in, I was at doing a festival at Mind, Body and Spirit Festival and it was called Good Vibes for You, the business. And for me, it was like, how do I inspire people to create something different in the world, you know? And I had these t-shirts and merchandise and I just wanted to, you know, grab people by the shoulders and, and be like, don't you see there's, a, there's something different? There has to be something different. So when I met Gary and Dane, it was like this huge breath of fresh air and the first major class that I went to, I actually sat there and I remember I, Gary was talking and and I just sat there and I started crying and, and he had a break and he came over and he looked at me and he went, what's going on? And I said, well, I said, uh, he was talking about taking drugs and and I said, you got me on the drug thing. And, I, and he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I've, I took so many drugs. I was taking lots of drugs and because to me it matched the energy of something different. and. And I was talking to him about it and he said, well, he said, you know, choosing consciousness and taking drugs is like sitting on the edge of the fence. One day you're going to end up impaled. And I went, okay. So I walked outside and he didn't say don't do it, which I was very happy because if he'd say don't do it, I probably would have, you know, just gone F you and walked away. Like, you know, I get to choose my life sort of thing, you know, petulant hands on hips. And he didn't. He was like, it's a choice. And I was like, okay. And I went outside and I looked at it all and I was like, God, I said, you know what? My life has not really been working that great. And I know I was taking drugs as this escape to find something different. And it was working. It was like a Band-Aid solution. You know, it was working to an extent, but not a great deal. 
And I went, well, Simone's beautiful day because it was sunny in the Sunshine Coast then. <laughs> I was like, I could take myself off to the beach or I could walk back into this room and find out what this guy's talking about. And I did that. And that weekend, actually, I stopped taking drugs, just, just stopped because I was like, oh, holy shit. I was like, this is what I've been looking for. Like what this guy's talking about is everything that I knew was possible, but no one was talking about it because I find so much, Shay, there's so many things in life when you start talking about it. And, you know, when you find like that you have that, that you, you find your peaks and you just go, yes, that, you know. And if anything, the last few years I think have really opened that up where people have sort of al aligned with each other in a way of let's be in question. Let's look at what we can choose as, as our life and as our reality, not have to, you know, mainstream everything. So um, that's my, that is my abridged version, believe it or not, Shay. <laughs> well done i love it and i love your um your honesty in in your journey and your path that you've taken and the choices that you've made um it's really really cool i'm curious what, what um you said you went when you went traveling that was a bit of a um a journey of expansion for you what, where did you go when you went traveling what, uh, what first, places stood out for you that were really significant well i first went to the u.s and i remember shay being like 19 and being in LA and I was in Venice Beach, you know, we, we were staying at the Cadillac, you know, hotel or something like that, a backpackers there and and there was a shooting down the road and all this. And I remember just going, oh, like, am I meant to be here? Like this is like the movies, you know, you you watch that on TV, you don't live it. And, and I remember having a moment just going, am I too young to travel? But I did it, you know, and I spent three months in the US, uh, actually spent a month on Miami University campus, which was a hell of a lot of fun. I learned a lot. We stayed with these guys that we knew, four guys, and just it was, yeah, it was incredible. And then I went to London, and London was actually very much my base, very typical Aussie, um, used London as a base and lived with, you know, I lived in a house at one stage that had three bedrooms and one bathroom, and there was 21 of us there. So I know, but you know what? I never remember waiting for the bathroom is what I've always like, I don't know what happened, but it was like, you, it was, it was available. So, you know, did that and then no. used London as a base. And I worked in Greek islands in Austria and tra kept traveling around Europe. I'd make money and travel, make money and travel, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, that's awesome. Um, I had very much a similar experience moving over to the, the U S I was 17 and like growing up in Australia had, experienced and witnessed you know american movies and tv shows and conceptualized somewhat of what their cultural kind of you know lifestyle was like but i was like you said shocked i was like oh my god i feel like i'm living in a movie it was a bit of a surreal moment you know and then yeah. you know lo and behold later on I, I was in a american kind of documentary movie and it was like well this is really spinning me out talking about you know um <laughs> Uh, simulated universes and whatnot it's pretty wild um yeah. but, I'm but that's the same thing though shay that i looked at and went I I is this it you know like i mean yeah. you mentioned the documentary you're in I, I watched it as i told you before we started talking and yeah. it's like there's so much that people create on the planet that is not real like it's just mm. this like how do i you know what i find is most people try and be like others or they try and be liked by others Mm -hmm. both of those are going to trap you it's like you know and where are you in the computation so I love what you're doing now and also I get so much the work with access consciousness too is empowering you to know that you know it's like what do you know what do you want to create not 
How do I be like somebody else? How do I act like somebody else? Is that the right thing? Will I be accepted? Will somebody like me? You know, and to me, that's why I started creating what I did too, because I was like, this is not making sense to me, you know. No, that's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. And that's something I'm keen to go down that that journey with you, um, particularly, you know, you, you mentioned obviously part of your passion is to inspire people to create joyful businesses. And I'm curious um, what you would say to people who are kind of on the edge or maybe looking to create something of their own that they can generate, um, you know, revenue from that they can live off and something that that's aligned with their passions and, and something that's meaningful and giving back. Um, what's your kind of suggestions for those people who, um, you know, when it would be, it, it could be safe and offer security to stay in a job that they don't like, but it pays the bills, let's say as opposed to stepping into their potential as a creator and choosing to, um, you know, go down the path of the unknown and create a business that brings them joy um, but is also meaningful and gives back to um, the community or to humanity or to the environment, um, but it's something that, you know, is, is their passion and what they love to do. What would you, what's your um, suggestions? So I would say there's already too much pressure on you by what you've just said. Um, break it down. It's like, make it simple. Don't make it significant. It's like, what do you want to create in your life? And for me, like, I think you need to get clear on your platform. And when I say platform, I mean, like, you know, just a small thing. I wanted to like change the world and the way people looked at each other and the way they were with the planet, you know, but that was literally how I started. It was like, I was walking along and I'd be like, wow, people just ignore the planet as well. And this is our planet. This is amazing. Like, this is our planet. What are we going to do with it? And like I said, the people, I think for a long time, I've sort of functioned from this utopian ideal that maybe, you know, without all holding hands and singing Kumbaya, we can create something different here on planet Earth. And I'm realizing as I get older that there is a lot of stupid people, a lot of idiots as well. And and I'm I'm constantly having to be in more allowance of that as well. But I think if you get your platform and then go, what do I want to choose? What's what matches the energy of that? And then you choose what matches the energy. And then as you're, you know, creating this, it's like then something else might pop up. Like the business I mentioned that I first started was called Good Vibes for You. And I did all my own merchandise and did all of this. And then I ended up doing um merchandise for Pete Murray, who's an Australian mm-hmm. singer, and you know, went on tour with him. And it was because I knew his wife and how it all ended up. But because it was really successful, a lot of people started going, oh, who's your company? Like, what's this, you know? And I have the, you know, access all areas, backstage passes and all of that. And there was a moment in my life and I went, wow, because I, I loved the music industry and I worked in it for a while when I was younger. But I thought that I had everything I wanted. And then when I was there and you're backstage and you've got these passes and you're doing all that, I was like, this, this is not it. This is not matching truly what I'd like to have. So... And then when I found access, I went, this is more like what I would like to have, you know. So I think it's more like the ability to choose. You've got to choose. Don't try and work it all out before you choose. And then the ability to choose again. Like just because you chose something, it doesn't mean you have to stick to it. You're actually allowed to change your mind. And don't listen to everybody else. It's like know what it is that works for you and keep choosing that. And also don't make it like, I would say not make it meaningful and not make it significant. 
if you're truly choosing what brings you joy and what you'd like to create in the world, it's going to end up having an impact on others anyway. It really does. And don't make it about the money. And I know it's a really hard one for people to get because they go, but I've got to pay my rent. I've got to do this. And, you know, look, if you're truly choosing what works and you're aware of the money, then money starts to show up. And, I mean, the second book I wrote was called Getting Out of Debt Joyfully because I created myself to be a financial mess. Like, I really did. And then I finally went, oh, my gosh, I have to actually start looking at this. And I did. And to me, it's always be aware of your finances, but don't create based on the finances. And don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. Like, if you have a job where you're earning money and it's working, do it to support the other thing, like while you're doing that. And then learn to, you've got to really learn to listen to the whispers, like those whispers of the universe, of consciousness, of possibilities that go, hey, you know, over here. And you go, oh, that, that, that. But stop trying to follow what everybody else is choosing and choose what you know. So, and I would also say, I mean, I know you've used, used the word passion a few times and it's like, what if it's not about, because do you know the um, definition of passion? It means to die on the cross. You know, the passion of Christ. So you're dying on the cross, right? So how many people like literally have that thing if they go, I would, you know, I would die for this, you know, this is my passion. And they end up destroying themselves. Whereas what if you were what you <laughs> chose each day? Like you and your body, what works sort of thing. And you and what if the purpose of life is to have fun? So you kept choosing from that. And and you you get you change. Like, you know, from what you want from your 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, it, it changes. So as you called it, be willing to choose again and choose again and choose again and choose again. That's really important, I think. Yeah, no, that's great. I really love that. And something that, that stands out in, in what you shared is listening to the whispers. I mm. think that's really um, vital. There was a season in my life that I was really numb to a lot of those whispers and I didn't listen to it and it came around and, and hit me really hard. It suddenly wasn't a whisper. It was a big yell. Into the... <laughs> on the back of the head. Shame. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So, uh that's great, great advice. Uh, well, I mean, for for me, for example, we just rewind the clock and not listening to the whispers. What's a practice that people can cultivate to be able to um, be still enough uh, to to receive those messages and hear the whispers that come through to make the make the subtle shifts or little changes in, in the choices before they become you know monstrous yeah. and destructive. Well, I think there's a few different things you can do. And I mean, there's, there's, you know, the typical of being quiet, like, and, and I always find nature is really helpful when you go out because nature's loud and it's like, but when you're in nature um, and you've got that sense of space, but what also nature does for you is it has no judgment. So that I think is a key element. It's like coming out of judgment because if you stop judging your choices, then you're here. But if you, if you choose something and then you're, you're spending your entire life trying to prove that you were right or that you weren't wrong, then that's what you focus on rather than going, oh, I chose this and go, oh, you know what, guess what? It's a good thing I'm cute because that, that wasn't a smart choice. I'm going to choose again and have a laugh about it, you know. So I think if you take judgment out of everything, then you start to hear those whispers. And most people, as Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, who you've interviewed, would say most people would rather be right than be free. Well, I was definitely one of those people who would rather be right 
And now, oh, Shay, I'd way rather be free and have that joy and happy and the ease in my world than try and be right. So, yeah. So I think taking the judgment out of everything, then you start to hear. Yeah, that's massive. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love what you shared there. And um, choosing to be free, that's a big decision to make <laughs> rather than getting caught up in, in all the all the self-judgment ultimately. Like when we, I, I want to go down the path of the relationships or creationships, as you say, and, um, you know, getting caught up. Um, big thing for me personally is like often finding myself judging um, myself and, and, and even in the relationship that I'm at and moving out of that, um, state or in that mindset um, coming back into choosing um, the partnership or choosing the relationship and creating together what, what's your um, what, what's your suggestions in that space um, particularly with another person like is it a daily thing um, to cultivate this creationship together or and, and what you know um, what, what's your best suggestions for communication tools for relationships to thrive um, again, I'm going to say the no judgment and, uh, I feel like I'm doing some real advertising here, but the third book that I wrote is called relationship. Are you sure you want one? And I actually wrote it with my ex and we, we split up as we released the book, which was very funny. We're in America and, you know, had all these TV shows and everything. And our PR agent was having a heart attack. <laughs> She's like, you can't break up the relationship. You just wrote a book about it. And we we're like, yeah, but we can. That's the thing. We called it relationship. Are you sure you want one? And we would like people to be in question. And I think you need to be in question every single day, Shay. So, you know, like that energy of asking, okay, well, does this actually work for me? Now, it's not like, does this work for me? And then you're like, no, it doesn't, you know, and then you go over to your partner and like, you know why it doesn't work? It's like not about creating an argument. It's like looking at it and going, does this actually work? And if it's not working for you, is there something that can change? Not again, I want to reiterate, this is not about going and telling your partner, these are the things I've decided you need to change <laughs> in order for this to work. No, it's like, okay, so I don't know. It could be something so simple, like your partner's really messy. And you're like super clean. That, that, that sort of thing you go, nah, and you, it's a throwaway. But years to come, that's the sort of thing that blows everything up if you don't actually have a look at it and go, number A, can I live with it? Mm, no. All right, so now what next? Let's get a cleaner. You know, let's get a cleaner once a week or twice a week to do the laundry and do everything. So you start looking at different possibilities that create more ease. So if you are shoving anything under the carpet, like, you know, under the table, as they say, that is going to rear its ugly head in this insane moment where you're just like, and you never empty the dishwasher, you know? <laughs> it's like, and you're like, really? Like, this is where we're at now? So I really do think it's being in question. And if you look at the definition, and I, I bring up a few definitions because before 1937, words had a very different meaning. Like, they changed a lot of the words that we use. Like, for example, the word want. If you look in a dictionary before 1937, it has all these definitions that mean to lack. So we say, I want more money. As an example, we're really saying, I lack of money. And it's like, you know, it's a mindset. I get that. But look at the, look at the etymology of words and where they came from. And the word relationship means the distance between two things. So it's the distance between you and something or someone else. So that's where... And we were sitting in Gary and Dane's lounge room, actually, in Houston, Texas, and we started, you know, we were talking about this and we came up with the word creationship because we're like, that's what it should be. 
like most people create a relationship and then they start to lessen themselves, which I think is interesting because you meet someone and you're like, you know, and you have this like, yay, you want to play? And, and then you start to go, oh, they probably won't like it if I do this. You know, and they probably won't like it if I do that. And they start to cut pieces of themselves off. So before you know it, you're just like this like stick figure and the person's looking at it and going, uh, I, you're not that much fun to be around anymore, you know, because you're not being you. Like being you is one of the most attractive things in the world. And to me, if you are going to create a relationship, then what if you ask for a creation ship? And a creation ship should be where you create at least 20 times more together with someone than what you would alone. And this is not just a partner, like the one that you're, you know, having sex with or who you'd like to have sex with. Everyone, the people you work with, your friendships, all of it. What if you looked at all of your relationships that you have and you created at least 20 times more because that person was a contribution to you and you were a contribution to them? To me, that matches more the energy of what I'd like to see on the planet. Yeah, me too. I really love that you dive in deep into the etymology of words and the de definition in this. I think there's so much profound meaning to look at when um, discovering how words, and so that I believe that they're governing, governing our consciousness with the words that we choose to speak. And I love how you've um, made the choice to um, shift to that creationship um, relation, well, the creationship as a relationship in its essence and um it seems that that, that is a, a perspective of uh, rather than you know what can i get from this it's it's more about what can i give to this relationship or this person yeah. or this creation um together which i think is profound um shift and and like you said it's not lacking something or i need something but it's what can i give yeah i mean relationships uh they're hard work they're not like the easiest thing in the world you know <laughs> you got to put the work in if you desire it to be great. So, and Shay, I think, I think we're really lucky with where we are now um, in the world because we don't have to be in a relationship. We get to choose it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what if it was a choice and not a necessity? I mean, if you look at, you know, the history of relationships, it's like for hundreds, thousands of years, you had to get married. You had to um, get married to create wealth you know, to bind families together for land or, you know, whatever that was. And, um, I mean, it used to be marry this person, but then you can have sex with whoever you want, but you have to marry this person. You know, there's all these, like, undercurrent, like, rules and regulations that would go on. Mm. And now it's like you, I mean, in 1920s, 1930s, that's not that long ago. You know, a woman couldn't buy a house. It's like she couldn't go and do something on her own. She had to have the man in her life say yes or no to that. So now I think we're really at this space where, like, let's not abuse it. It's like let's choose something different of what we can be for each other. You know, as mm -hmm. I want to say, as infinite beings, like as as the greatness of us. Like, yes, men, women, all that. And, and and what do we want to be in the world? Yeah, that's a really great question, and um, I love I love your um, perspective of appreciation at this stage. Um, and you mentioned, obviously, a lot has changed in the last, you know, 15, 20 plus years. What do you foresee? It seems like, you know, today's day and age, there's more changing at a, at a rapid rate moving forward. Yeah. And, and, and on a macro level, what's, what do you foresee to come um, in those changes for, for humanity at this stage? 
oh, do you really want me to answer that? Because I'm not so sure it's very bright and sparkly to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I, if you want to answer it, feel free. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, um, I mean, I'm sort of making a joke and I'm not. It's just like I, I think we're going to go, I think, as they say, you know, the shit has hit the fan and there's going to be a lot more. And I think we're going to go through more hardships that we didn't think were going to be there and that they are. And it's like, like to me, it's like almost like when you're cooking and you've got this sift and you're sifting the flour, there's a real diversity showing up in people, you know, and I think you've really got to dive deep. You've got to dive deep with what it is that you would like to choose here. Why are you here? Why are you here on the planet? Like truly, you know, what if we could be more like the animals and be more like nature, et cetera. And and I think there's going to, I think it's, I actually get there's going to be a lot of people that um, end up dying and leaving the planet. I think we're going to have a lot less people in 15 years, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe more, more fighting. I mean, I've just been traveling, so I've been in Europe, and it's interesting because when, you know, Australia was very much still COVID mentality and um, vaccine mentality and right and wrong and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you're in Europe and war was eminent, you know, and then and then I'm in the US and that's like, Jesus, the whole gun stuff and everything that's going on there is is really prominent. So there's a lot of stuff going all around the world and I think there's going to be a lot more devastation, which I, like I said earlier, I'm somewhere in my crazy world. I think I would like everyone to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's all going to be okay, but it's, I'm not so sure. I think there's, the planet itself has a really amazing capacity and ability to start shedding stuff as well. So, you know, watch out for it too. So, but I'm having fun. I'm like, I you get to, you get to choose your reality. Like, it's like, I am. You know, I don't know, I guess soaring above it all and and choose to be you each and every day. And and what is that for you? Like what actually works for you? Not trying mm-hmm. to buy into the mass, you know, the masses of what you're supposed to do and start asking what it is that you would like to be here. And we get to create a different planet, we get to create a different future. But the only way we create that is by our choices. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Um what what would you suggest is the best choice that um, we can make right now in order to be prepared for potentially what's coming around the corner in the in the hardship? Well don't buy it as the only reality. Because that's what I see. I mean, like I, I said, the beauty of traveling is you know when you you watch world news or something. And it's so funny. You watch world news in Australia and then you watch world news in, in London and then versus, you know, Texas or something. And it's like, it's so different. Like it's really yeah. fed to you. So mm-hmm. don't, don't believe that. Like, like mm-hmm. go with what you know. Like we can, we can hold hands and reach out to people all across the world, especially with the platforms we have now where we do get, you do get to find your people. You do get to find the people who care about the planet who want to take care of it, who want to look at a different way to be with other people. So mm-hmm. I think look out for that and don't don't buy all the the, the induced fear and the induced um, point of view that is projected upon us. So, yeah, it's you've got to, like I said, you've got to dive deep. You've got to go, okay, I'm not, you know. And at one stage, Shay, to be honest, I... 
I went down this rabbit hole. Like I was just like, wow, I was doing all my own research about all this stuff. And I was just like on this endless thing of like, oh my God, the world is going to shit. And I went, I need help. Like I need, so reach out like and, and ask your friends, you know, hey, you okay? You doing okay? Do you need something? Yeah. Like what if this was the time that we do reach out to each other in a different way? And and I, Gary and Dane were the two people I rang them and I went, I need to talk to you. <laughs> so I need to help me. It's like, I'm creating this to be an absolute mess. And they did. And no, 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 no. Know what it is that you would like to choose and create and choose that. Right? Yeah, that's so good. I really I really love that perspective. And, um, again, I appreciate your honesty in, in sharing and um, your openness in this conversation to go down that rabbit hole together. Um, and um, all, all the support that you've shared. I mean, for those who are listening, I'll just pull it up here. But um, Simone Molasses, go to her website. It's S-I-M-O-N-E-M-I-L-A-S-A-S.com for those who are listening. So you can get a little bit more insight into some of the events that she has coming up. Um, a lot are done in person, but also online. And, um, you know, some of her books that she has that are available that she spoke to today, um, really worth worth a, a look into um, because, you know, I really liked what you shared around being being you in this time um, when I feel, you know, if you can't be you now, when will you ever be you? <laughs> so I really appreciate your time and um, I've really enjoyed this conversation actually. I think there's a lot to, I know we only just covered the, the surfaces of some of the, the work that you do and I'm sure there's so much more depth that can be explored particularly in the business space as well as in the creation space. Um, I really I really appreciate your time here today. Thank you so much, Shay. Thank you for having me on here. Yeah, no, it's really great. It's really, really awesome. So just to wrap it up, i got one last question for you. Oh. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked and you write, I mean, your podcast, for example, um, the the Choice Change Action podcast is all about creating. And this is what we've been speaking to today, creating a um, more a beautiful world, you know, um, a, a place where we raise the next generation of children um, and families through that that is ultimately ideally romantically you know void of suffering let's say but at the same time we know that that can be our greatest teachers um what would it look like in a world that was had access to um full consciousness and was living in this ideal enlightened state of being Obviously, there would be no wars, but from your from your insights into accessing consciousness, what would that world look like if human beings had that tapped-in potential, harnessed and honed? Uh, I don't have an answer for you directly because I think we need to choose it and discover it. But I do think a lot of what that is is, I mean, Gary Douglas once said, what if the purpose of life was to have fun? And I got so annoyed at him because I went, are you kidding me? Do you know all the conversations that I've had about my purpose of life is to help people, help animals, help, 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 you know, this whole thing. And he was like, well, what if we're meant to have fun here? And to me that matches way more the energy. It sort of feels like a cop-out. Like you go, really? I'm allowed to just have fun? And it's like, yeah, but what if you have fun with every choice you made, you know, and you really experienced living? 
Like we get so caught up in so many things. And what if we actually started choosing, we chose, we started to choose to live. So let's find out what that is. And and I actually don't really want to conclude what it would be like because I say, let's keep choosing and let's find out together. That's so good. I love it. I love it. Let's have fun. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it yeah. easy. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much again for your time. You're so and welcome, Jay. Thank you for having me on yeah, here. Yeah, appreciate it. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.